2: Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's
1: going on, Larry? Hey, hey, all kinds of things are going on. It's so good that now I'm actually taller than you, Daryl. <laughs> I actually love it. Y'all, have, y'all will know why this is happening in a second. But hey, you know what? Really quick, it's been a while since I've dropped anything related to Dodgers baseball. I I just have to say that Dodgers are on a roll, Daryl. That's it. I'm going to leave it at that
2: hey there you go congratulations and i'll tell you what we're selling from the heart is on a roll right now we are having so much fun it is uh we're coming into the fall it's fourth quarter and nothing better to kick off the fourth quarter than a challenge and the challenge that we're so excited about larry is the 2021 trust building
1: challenge check it out this is going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's like every time you and I happen to get together face-to-face, something <laughs> always happens. And the last time we we went face-to-face, we said nothing better than bringing the trust challenge to the forefront. You know, it really is. Uh, if you think about challenges that we face as sales professionals,
2: definitely at the top or near the top of that list is going to be building and sustaining trust with prospects and clients. So, Larry, you and I were hanging out and we were saying, hey, what 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 could we do? Who Who would we like to coach us on building trust? <laughs> and out of that came this incredible roster of coaches that are going to be coaching us the first week in October. That's October 4th through 8th, and it's going to be every day from 12 to 1 Eastern, 9 to 10 Pacific for those of you on the West Coast. And for the rest of you around the world, figure that one out. It's (laughs) all going to be recorded in case you happen to be asleep during the challenge. But we're going to we're going to grow that week. We're going to grow in our ability to develop and sustain trust. And Larry, I'm so excited about the challenge that's coming up. Check it out at 2021 TrustChallenge.com to get registered. Hey, can we can we drop some names? Is that okay? Yeah, we could drop some names. What let's just just drop a name every week for the next few weeks. Who who's who are we going to drop a uh, name drop in in the coach uh, coaches in this challenge? Uh,
1: we're just going to sporadically do this. and This is in no particular order, but I just have to give kudos to Dave Sanderson. Oh, Dave yeah. Sanderson participated in, in the Authentic Selling Challenge back in January. He's a near and dear friend. He's now become a business coach and mentor to both Daryl and myself. So Dave Sanderson is going to partake in the Trust Challenge this year.
2: Man, and I trust Dave.
1: Dave just swam <laughs> across the Hudson River, folks. I trust Dave. Uh, he, you know, hey Daryl, you know what's funny about it's not, well, it's it's sad, but it's funny. He, he, I talked to him a little bit ago. He goes, there He goes, it took five days to get the smell and the taste out of my oh, mouth. Oh yeah! River. Wow, how about that? Dave Sanderson
2: is going to be joining us for the Trust Building Challenge. So check it out 2021TrustChallenge.com. Uh, Just as the podcast is, it is brought to you by our friends at BombBomb, and uh, we're so grateful for our friends at BombBomb that are enabling us to re-humanize communication and sales. In fact, it's what we might call human-centered communication that's coming to the (laughs) forefront. Kind of brings us to the topic today, Larry. (laughs) We've got some special guests. Why don't you introduce our good friend, Ethan, and our new friend on the podcast, Steve, and let's dive in.
1: Hey, okay, so hey, welcome, guys. Now you all know why Daryl was shorter than me, right? This, I think, this is the second time we've had four people on the podcast. So um, it's been a pleasure, it's been a treat to get to know Ethan. I met Ethan first um, last year, and and we just struck up a kindred friendship, which has led to Bomb Bomb. It's been great to get to know Steve. And then as their book was coming out, I reached out to him. I said, "Guys, you got to come on the podcast." Ethan Butte, Steve Passanelli, welcome to Selling from the Heart.
0: Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh,
1: oh, this is going to be so much fun and
2: I can't <laughs> wait to talk about this new book Human-Centered Communication, but first, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast gets. And that is what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Who wants to tackle this one first? And it can't be in stereo.
1: So,
0: <laughs> all right, Steve's on deck. Steve, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? I and you know what? I, I don't remember what I said the last time that you asked me this this question, but I think this one's going to be different. And and if I'm ever on the show again, so I didn't mess this up. Probably the next one will be different after that. Um, but I, I've been thinking about it for the past couple of seconds, and it's. I truly believe it's, it's the unwavering belief that you can help someone, uh, but you're doing it in such a manner where you put the needs, wants, and interests of the recipient on equal or level playing field as your own. Ah,
1: beautiful. I love it. And can we just peel this back for a second, and then Ethan will jump to you. I love that you use two words in there, unwavering belief. I absolutely love that. Spot on. Yeah. You, have
0: to, you have to believe in yourself, you have to believe in your product, and you have to believe that you can help the customer uh, and you're going to improve their lives, their business, their you know, their day-to-day in some type of way. But it has to, this is what human-centered communication is about. You have to do it in such a manner that they're going to be receptive to your message. And you can't digitally pollute. You can't try to break through. You can't try to hit them over the head. It needs to be welcomed. Um, Their needs and their interests need to be on level playing field. And and you have to, if you have those core elements and you do it in the right way, then that's selling from the heart. That's why we get along so well, right?
1: (laughs) I I love it. Hey, Ethan, sorry, man. Passanelli's, right? He's like, he went first. So now what? All right, he set the bar pretty high. He set
2: so the let, bar. Let's see what Ethan's got to say. <laughs> Ethan, what does it mean to you
3: to sell from the heart? <laughs> I guess in in to compliment Steve, but to also contrast just simply by keeping it very, very, very simple. It's sincerity. It's like actually meaning it. It's actually caring. And you know, to extend it closer to where Steve took it, through the way that we connect and communicate with people, the more we can convey our sincerity to other people, the more receptive they'll be to anything that we have to share with them.
1: No, I, S- I, Sincerity
3: is the word. No. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, and I like it because oftentimes in selling from the heart, guys, we'll talk about the way that you you know bring your authentic self to the forefront, especially in the sales and business world, is you got to bring sincerity and business substance to the heart or to the <laughs> forefront because people smell sincerity really quick, but they smell the opposite of it just as fast. Mm-hmm. And
3: sadly, sincerity, especially in a, yeah. in a commercial context in general, and in a sales context in particular, it's so refreshing. <laughs> so even, even just going halfway down the road as you're mm-hmm. maybe trying to figure out the best way, like, you know, what, what Steve described is the best case scenario for a salesperson. I actually care about these people. I believe in our product, in our solution. I believe I'm in front of the right people, and I believe I'm the right person to make this uh, clear to the other person, or at least to make the offer to the other person, to start the conversation with the other person. We anyone would hope to get there, and I think you, like early on in a role, early on representing a product or a service, it makes it, may take some time to get there to understand the customer to truly. So it may take some time to get there, but even. Going halfway down this road of sincerity is going to be remarkably refreshing and a stark contrast and point of differentiation relative to most of your competitors, because most people are just in such a rush that they just do what they need to do and say what they need to say and, you know, go, 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 go. And I just want to, I just want to bump this, want to bump this. I want to bump this. I want to bump this. Yeah. My priority should be your priority. Let, you know, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's it's slowing down, taking a step back. And I think people will really respond. I know people respond to that. We all respond to that ourselves and we've seen people respond to it.
0: and And Larry, you said people can smell sincerity. I think they can when they're in a face-to-face situation or a video situation, but I think it's almost impossible to smell in a text-based situation. If if you receive that text-based communication and the trust and the relationship isn't there, I think people automatically assign insincerity to to that particular message just because of the medium that's, that's being used. But if it's synchronous video, asynchronous video. If someone, if you give the opportunity for someone to make a decision on, you know, sincerity, then then it's different when they can see you and they can hear you.
1: Uh, I love it. Hey, just real quick. And then Daryl, I mean, we'll, we'll roll into this. I just have to bring this up just because we're going to talk about your new book that's coming out. But I love, you know, Rehumanize Your Business and the message that you guys brought with that book it's what led us all together um as we kick this off as you as you were writing the second book which i know you guys are going to dive into is what did you learn from rehumanize your business that led to the writing of your second book i'm just curious because i i i still have a box of books sit by my desk ethan and i share that with sales teams left and right the message behind rehumanize your business so walk us through what you learned from that that led to the second book
3: Steve, you want to take I, you, you started, and I'll pick up from there. <laughs> um,
0: and, and for this question, are you coming at it from from an angle of, of what did we learn in terms of the content of the book or in the book creation process?
1: No, I would the book creation process. Let's set that aside. It's just okay. the, the messaging and yeah. how it started to resonate and how you brought it to the forefront. Because I encourage everybody, you must read this book. Okay,
0: great. So. I, yeah, I think I think this book is quite different than the first one. This is going to be a gross oversimplification um, of of what these two books are, and isn't necessarily accurate, but but close. Rehumanize your business is really it was really a, a lot of uh, folks' first introduction to using video, and rehumanize your business really was centered around the use of video and why video is effective and all the the things that you can do with video and, and the places you could go with, with the system um, and using video on a daily basis. The second book though, it, it's not really about video because you can take, the first book step one, you can take a bad message and if you put it in video, it's not gonna make the message any better. And what we wanted to focus on uh, with human-centered communication is what goes into the video, the type of messaging that, that should be used, how to connect. It's more like, honestly guys, and, and not just to butter you up, it's more like selling from the heart using video. Uh, and it's, it's more about the messaging that, that people are using and how to make video more effective because video can make a message worse uh, if you have, as I mentioned, if you have a bad message and you put it in video, it can make it worse. Or it's like the salt on a s- steak, right? It can make that even better, enhance your message in certain ways. And that's what we wanted to dive in on, on human-centered communication, the right message for the right person at the right time and the right medium.
2: Beautiful. I, and you know, it just that just dovetails so nicely with what you were talking about, Larry, with sincerity and substance. And we get those two right. Um, and and put it in the right media you've got "Mm, perfect right it's it's the steak and the sizzle and it's "Mm, y'all are making me hungry (laughs) if if you um but if you do it wrong right if you don't have the sincerity and you don't have any substance and you throw a video camera in front of yourself or whatever medium it's gonna fall flat right it's gonna be like that 599 special at bonanza it's not it it's a steak, but nobody wants to eat it, right? So. Yeah, no
3: one wants to pull that off a stack of six steaks on a buffet. Right. It's
2: a process right. steak. <laughs> that's right. But that's, that is that uh, is so powerful in and, and human-centered communication. I love the premise uh, behind this book. Ethan, I'm curious, as, as you were looking at this and, and working, and by the way, congratulations to both of you. I know how much work you've put into this because we've been talking to you throughout this summer and the blood sweat tears and all of that um I really appreciate it what what do you think in this book uh is if if you were if you were to say hey guys this is what just I learned while writing this book that I didn't expect that just kind of emerged as we were putting these concepts together what was one of the things that you learned
3: Oh my gosh! Okay, so first and foremost, this thing is loaded with. You know, we we open with this philosophy that digital, virtual, and online spaces—we're going to be spending more time in them rather than less. Even as the economy opens up and we have the chance to get together in person, the fact of the matter remains: we're still going to spend more and more time in digital, virtual, and online spaces. But these spaces are noisier and more polluted than ever. And this costs us, whether we're polluters ourselves or even if we are truly selling from the heart, we're operating with human-centered communication, we can still get caught up in the noise and the pollution uh, for a variety of reasons that we don't have time to detail now, but there's a lot of it in chapter one and, and as well as in chapter two. Then we get into a whole series of interviews that we did with a wide variety of people. And so the w- we learned a ton and there are tons of, even if you just randomly open to a page, you're going to get a tip that you can implement that day. Uh, almost certainly, especially like in the middle of the book and at the end. Um, but one thing, just to go to one particular thing, and I bet this came to mind for Steve too, because we were both kind of like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Um, one of the people we spent time with in conversations named Julie Hansen, and she was a salesperson and a sales leader. And she looked around one day and felt like I, and I bet most of the listeners and viewers are going to relate to this at some level. She looked around and said, You know, I don't feel as confident uh, as a lot of the people around me seem right? Mm. In my sales role. What am I going to do about that? She had the brilliant idea to do acting classes and improv classes. So she wound up being a professional actress, as well as a salesperson. She was on Broadway. She had an appearance in Sex in the City, like, like legit actress. And so one of our questions for her was around this kind of acting versus authenticity. I think you know for those of us who've never done any acting, I was not in any school plays, much less a Broadway play or a film or a television show um, you know you, you think, oh gosh, they're acting they're they're putting something on it's fake. Um, and our the time we spent with her, I mean it stayed with me for days and I was pleased to write it up uh, several weeks later that acting when it's done well, involves you putting some real authentic part of yourself into that role. Just like we do when we go through our roles throughout our days and our weeks. I have a role at BombBomb. Bomb. I have a different role with some different people at Bomb, Bomb. I have a role as a husband. I have a role as a father. I have a role as a friend. I have a role as a brother. I have a role as a son, right? We have all these different roles in our lives and we're putting true Authentic parts of ourselves into all those roles, but they're all different roles. And an acting role has a lot of similar characteristics. And so uh, she walks out kind of what that means for us on live Zoom calls, that she walks out what that means for us in sales presentations and recorded video messages and all of that. But, you know, that was just one of the things that we were so pleased that we didn't just rely on each other and our experiences and the stories that we've heard and collected, that we've been through ourselves, that people were kind enough to send to us and all of that. Uh, but we, we're we're capturing the deep experience and stories uh, and wisdom of a wide variety of people. And so Steve and I are throughout this book, you will hear our perspective and our voices as you read it, but you'll also get uh, intimately familiar with a number of awesome people that have a lot to share on this topic.
1: Oh, that's so good! So, so a couple things. Big fan of Julie. I've been a fanboy of Julie for a while, and we just connected actually within the last couple days. And I can't wait because we do have a scheduled call, and I'm getting her on the podcast. Awesome! She, I just I've been a big fanboy of hers, but the second thing I just had to share that as I was listening to you. Sorry tangent. But the other thing is, I think that you bring up is Daryl. this goes back to when Tasia Valenza was on the podcast, and Tasia's an Emmy Award winning voiceover actress. And, you know, she's done, she's just a powerhouse in the LA marketplace. But when we had her on last year on the podcast, she started talking about, you know, the actor and actresses. Now think about how you know, what we've gone through the last year and a half or so. These are new sets of skills that sales professionals have to latch onto and how, you know, the way you portrayed yourself and the way that you sat and different things in these face to face meetings are totally different now. And I love that you brought in, you know, actor and actress and so forth, because now we got to pay attention to how we lean in and tonality, right? And people can now see the expressions on your face. And I'll call it the sparkle in your eye, how you're positioned and so forth. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are really touching on this, Ethan and Steve. It's huge.
0: Yeah, it's going to be such an important part to speak to what you just said right there. Um, Mario Martinez Jr. Uh, is also part of the book, and 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 I don't think we we made it clear. There's eleven people. It's Ethan and I and eleven other folks that that are a part of uh, the book and the and the message, and and so he's he's got a section and he just talks about how he interviews sales folks and he interviews virtually. He has them close him and sets them up. Um, He has this entire process where he has multiple members of his team come on and do the interview at the same time. And if that person doesn't do their research, if they don't send out videos ahead of time to each one, Mm -hmm. because they know who's going to be on that interview, but he treats it like a sales call. And if the person doesn't treat it like a sales call, they don't send out videos ahead of time, they don't send out individual follow-ups to all four people. If they don't ask for the business at the end of the interview, hey, did you, have you heard anything throughout this interview uh, that would prevent you from hiring me in this role? You know, If they're not doing those fundamental things on a video interview call, then he doesn't hire them at his, at his company.
2: That's really profound. And, and this is the mind shift that I think we all learned, we, we got forced into in, in the, in the last year and a half. But the mind shift is, is, has has really propelled a lot of us to, to say, what do we got to do different to communicate in this environment? And, um, you know, this is, this is, I was talking to Jack Hubbard about this yesterday. The reality is salespeople are communicators and the communication platforms have changed. You know, when Larry was was starting in sales. Okay, here
1: we go. You're dogging me the now. I already I bring it
2: on. No, no, it's, it's okay. No, you I should not be embarrassed about rotary phones and telegrams and all of that, Larry. It's it's okay. But I think you should own it. But, you know, the reality is <laughs> that communicate- <laughs> communication is oh, changing. And, and this is, like, I love about human-centered communication. The, I think what happened when when things got digital you know when we graduated from the phone and fax machine into email and then all of the platforms we have right now we got robotic in the way we go about communicating and you know and and i think for a lot of a lot of people video became the you know the spotlight where you go,
3: wow, this really is not good, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I mean, we we get deep into a lot right. of those themes. There are several themes that emerge. And so what we did at the end was kind of round up the key kind of philosophical and strategic things that different people talked about in different ways. In some cases, they were contrast. They were mostly complementary the next to last chapter is tips and tactics, like really practical things that several people mentioned. But what, like even before we started this process, because Steve and I several times over the past couple of years since we released Rehumanize would say something like, Hey, I got an idea for a second book, and then we would laugh and laugh. This time, Steve like meant it. And, and, <laughs> and, and I'm really glad that he did. But like one of the premises was kind of related to what you're talking about, Jared, it was like, okay, like we, by the way, we don't mention the pandemic because these things are true if no pandemic existed, which right, yeah. I wish it, that was yeah. the case, but it's not. Um, but it's it's also super relevant because of the pandemic. I think it just, ex- everyone says, it, it just accelerate all these things that were inevitable, right? The seeds were all planted and this just like compressed the timeline. So this is really timely in that way. But one of the, one of the core premises uh, was that, okay, so everyone is now showing up on video, Um, At least on Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Google Meet, whatever, like everyone has to do meetings on video now, Mm -hmm. but most people are just showing up. That's it. And we're acting like we're still in person. They're not equipped at all to capitalize or lean into or leverage or really um, take advantage of the opportunity that this represents. So we can't just show up anymore. It's time to graduate from that. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it's the same thing with all of our messaging and communication, including video messaging, which... You know, the language human-centered communication came out of a process that we ran internally, like a cross-functional team that was together for, um, I think it was a few months at least, Steve. I don't remember exactly how long, but, you know, we've known for years that what we provide people, it's, you know, generically speaking, oh, it's a video messaging or video email service. That's just Mm. the technology side of it. What we do is allow you to be your best self more often and have people connect with you and understand Mm. you and feel you and all these other benefits um, that video provides. So it's not about video, it's about you. That's why you can't just take a terrible message and put it in video and expect it to be magic. And so just like we can't just show up on these calls anymore, we have to level up and really uh, take advantage of what the opportunity allows us. Likewise, in our video messages, we need to figure out how to level that up and really make it about the other person take those next level things for people that have been dabbling in it. It's time to take the next step for people who are on the sidelines. You're still welcome into this conversation. And even for people uh, like all of us who've done it hundreds or even thousands of times, there are still things to be learned and taught as this practice evolves uh, in, especially in a sales context. And-
1: and- oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead, Steve. Cause I got a comment from what Ethan said, but just go ahead. And then there's something I wanted to address that Ethan had said.
3: I was just going to
0: tie two points together. Um, one that that we were talking about earlier, which was you know this this book is more about the delivery, um, and Ethan's mentioning these you know these meetings, you know the the delivery of your message in these synchronous meetings with a bunch of people, and then his point around flip open any page and you'll see a tactic, mm-hmm. like that. All of these elements are in this book. Like if if you get to a section that talks about synchronous meetings. There are tactics. We talk to to people that employ amazing techniques in a sales pitch, you know, on a Zoom or a or a, uh, a Teams or a Meet, um, where they see the a few of the folks that that they're trying to sell to just disengage. Like, what are the tactics? What are the things that you can do? Um, and and I think it, I think this one. One was Lauren Bailey's. I hope I got that right. Um, where she will send a direct message. Uh, you know, she'll eye up and she recognizes which people are the decision makers on the call. And if they, she sees that they're distracted and like looking away and not paying attention, she'll send them a, a personal message. You know, while on the Zoom meeting, and just say, "Hey, <laughs> you know, are there any questions?" You know, just to draw them back in, not to call them out that, "Hey, yeah. you're not watching." What the heck? Yeah, right. But but just to draw them back in. Um, and so we go yeah. over not only in the book, and you know, we we pulled from so many different places for this book. We did interviews, it was like 18 hours of interviews, and then Ethan and I did podcasts with the with the people after the fact, and they gave so many tips in all these different places. I kind of blend all their tips together, but that was one. There there's so many tips in all the varieties of video. It's not just for synchronous video and how to bring people in. And it's so tactical at the same time, uh, high level, you know, which is human centered communication, which makes the book so fun.
1: Uh, I, hey. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. No, just real quick, because uh, in our sharing time, because I see this happening, I know you guys do as well, Daryl does, Steve and Ethan, I know you do as well, is there's not a day that goes by that I don't have a conversation with somebody in sales who's really struggling with grasping the whole concept of video and how they position themselves. So I'm just throwing this back out to both of you guys, just real quick. How would you address that salesperson out there who's really struggling with, you know, putting themselves out on video and, you know, coach us through it just in a couple minutes, both of you guys, um, I'd just be curious.
3: Sure. Uh, so confidence came up a lot. And when you uh, spend time with Julie Hansen talking about these themes, confidence will be a key. Lauren Bailey was another one, big on confidence. And it goes back to where Steve started. If you believe in the product and service that you're selling, if you believe that the person on the other side of the camera or the other side of the table or however you're communicating, other side of the phone can benefit from what you're providing, or at least it's worth a conversation to discover whether you can provide that benefit, then you should have confidence in yourself that you can do this in this medium just as well. And so it's all about confidence. It is about practice. You don't need to go on and do Instagram Lives and Facebook Lives and all of that. What we're talking about are intimate settings with the right people where you have every right and every uh, probably set of practice and expertise to show up across a table, whether that's a coffee shop table or whether it's a boardroom table, to share these same ideas and to have these same conversations. And there's no reason you can't do the same thing simply because you're on the other side of a camera instead of the other side of a table. Like you can do this. And there's a lot, there's a lot of, you know, I get, just now that you've led me down this path, um, (laughs) it, it reminds me that like to something I just said earlier, which is, if you're still on the sidelines, this will this book will invite you in just as well. It will take as well as it'll take someone who's done a thousand Zoom calls and a thousand video messages and give you new ideas on how to do it even better. And so um it, it really is about confidence and repetition. And you are in the role that you're in for a reason. Trust that, trust who hired you, trust who got you in sales in the first place. Everybody knows that. Most salespeople, even the best ones, never said I'm going to be a salesperson. They found themselves in that role, <laughs> and it's because someone said something like, "I think you would be really good at this." Trust that, believe in it. We all have our down days. We all have slumps. Kind of just going back to the, your baseball mention off the top. Teams get hot and cold. Dodgers, by the on by the way, are on a, a nine and one run right now, second best record in baseball. Unfortunately, the only better record is in their same division. Um, but uh, you know, everyone gets streaky. Um, but we need to go back to that core of trust and confidence in ourselves, trust and confidence that we have value and service to provide, or at least an interesting conversation to discover whether or not that other person needs and wants, uh, what you've got.
0: Oh,
3: oh so there, there's not much to add to, <laughs> to, to that, but, but I'll say
0: in the future, we know where this is going. It's going to happen more, not less. It's a required skill for today's salesperson. And when you know that something is required, you need to take the necessary steps. Ethan right. mentioned practice. He mentioned confidence. All of those things are true. If you still don't have those items, you take a class, you learn from the best, you read, you you do like, I, I don't know, I would like to learn Excel better. And I've been taking Excel classes and and getting better at pivot tables because I know it's a hole in my game. And it's the same thing if, if you're a salesperson, and you're not good or proficient at video, it is a hole in your game. Mm -hmm. And you just need to take the correct steps forward with the right training, education classes, perhaps a book. I don't know if you want to pick up a book (laughs) that might help. Uh, But, but yeah, there's a lot of great education out there. Just take the steps towards it. Fantastic.
2: Gentlemen, I just want to say a huge thank you for not only sharing time today, but Putting this book together, human centered communication, a business case against digital, uh, pollution. Go to Amazon right now, pre-order your copy. And, uh, this is, this is, uh, this is revolutionary guys. This is so valuable and so in line with selling from the heart and on behalf of, uh, the audience and our, our community, I can't thank you enough for the heart that you put into, uh, into rehumanize. And I know this book is just is going to be so helpful. Just thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it, you, it's
1: just really quick. It, it's there's <laughs> always I always catch something. Right? It's like when I first met Ethan, right? And I heard and I heard the term because it just sticks in my head now. Faceless communication. That's those were the two words, right? Those are right. the two words I got. Faceless communication. Now I've just been introduced to two more words. Thank you to Ethan. Now Steve, digital pollution. It's like faceless communication, digital pollution. Dude, we could have so much fun.
3: We could have so (laughs) much fun on a separate podcast conversation talking about all of the pollution that we encounter every day. It is everywhere. We don't have time for that on this one, but I just want to add one thank you. I want to thank Steve so much. We've worked side by side for years. Steve is my boss uh, in the org structure here at BombBomb, but (laughs) the trust and confidence he put in me to uh to devote so much time to rehumanize and and to this thing. It's just a privilege to be able to do this. It's fun. I learn a lot Um, and it brings community together. Going back to your initial question, like one thing that we learned how to rehumanize is when you take the time to organize a philosophy and a practice into something tangible and make it available to people who aren't currently connected to you on social media or on your email list or whatever, it finds its way to places that you would have never reached digitally. And it brings people together and that's why we're all here today. And so it's a joy and privilege to be able to think about these things and organize them and work with each other to develop this. And then, you know, all the time and commitment and our designers did all the designs of going to be a beautiful product in the hand. And um, it's just fun to be at the center of it. And uh, Steve basically gives me the the long, long leash, not that I feel like I'm on a leash to, to, to <laughs> run and bring these things and bring them back to the team and yes, and go back and do more. And uh, it's just a joy. It's been a privilege in my career and my life and it's fun. No, it's
1: so good. Daryl's got me on a leash, but that's that. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's necessary. Believe me, it's necessary. <laughs> well, thank you guys. And thank you for your partnership. We're, we're just so happy to be involved with BombBomb Bomb, uh, at Selling from the Heart. It's a true honor, privilege, and uh, we're just, we're uh, so excited for this book. Human-Centered Communication, thank you guys. And I'm sure we'll have you back, Ethan, to talk about digital pollution. So <laughs> have a super day. We appreciate Thanks, guys. you guys.
0: Thank you.
1: <laughs> what, what a trip. <laughs> I knew this is going oh, so to be I, I could talk to Steve and Ethan for hours. Amazing,
2: amazing. You. Human-Centered Communication, so many action items out of this. And actually, one of the things I, I'm really looking forward to with this book is, is having action items on every page, like all through the book to be able to say what can we do because the reality is we've got to we got to up our game when it comes to uh, the communication platforms that that we're using right now especially in
1: video yeah, you know, it, it, it's a new skill set, and, and it's tough. But but here's what's interesting, because I know you encounter it, I encounter it. It's so interesting how in sales, salespeople have no issue, none whatsoever, with, you know, whether you have an Android device or you have an iPhone device, they have mm-hmm. no issue whatsoever sticking their face in front of a phone with FaceTime, or I don't know what it is on a, on a Droid phone, because I got an iPhone. But they go, I said, listen, if you have no issue doing that, what difference is it if you just press record and start right. talking? But yeah. it goes back, it goes back to what Ethan and Steve both said. It's it's we got to start building confidence around this because, like Steve said, this technology is not going away, none whatsoever. Not at all. And if you're one of the if you
2: listen to this podcast, you already use Bomb Bomb, right? If not, you need to go to com slash heart and you can actually try it absolutely free for 14 days and if you're already using bomb bomb i i encourage you to spread the love go to your colleagues go to your uh peers and, and friends in that in in your sales bullpen or even your clients and share this let's let's rehumanize communication and now let's make it human centered let's not just blast out digital pollution let's actually <laughs> show our faces and engage. And I can see Steve
1: and Ethan in the green room, just laughing. So and and, Bomb- and, y'all, and y'all- <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I can just imagine. They're probably, I know they're laughing, but you don't even have to do your
2: hair and makeup. Come on. No, it's great. So try it out. Try it out right now. BombBomb.com slash heart free for 14 days. I want to say a huge. Thank you to everybody who is sharing the podcast, engaging, uh, if you if you would just be so kind at the end to uh, comment, leave a review. It helps us spread the word because what we're doing, Larry, right here is this is this isn't just a podcast. This is a movement of authenticity in the sales profession. It's much needed, and the community that's growing around it is fantastic.
1: I pinch and poke myself every single day, dude. Hey, so fa- wanna- hey by the way, thank you because right, <laughs> thank you for encouraging me to write the book. I think encouraging.
2: It was a little stronger than that. But Larry, thank you we for We got to keep it, in. Night. We keep Lots it polite. Lots of gratitude here. <laughs> hey, thank you to everybody. Get your ticket to the Trust Building Challenge 2021 TrustChallenge.com. And until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, become human-centered in your communication, and most of all, sell from the heart.